Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Innovations in Member Engagement in Rural Areas. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on November 27, 2018. In this podcast, Jamie Haynes, a Clinical Services Assistant Manager at the Upper Peninsula Health Plan, gives an overview for providing care management as well as building contact and trust with new members. Good afternoon, my name is Jamie Haynes and I'm the Assistant Manager for Case Management here at the Upper Peninsula Health Plan, or UPHP for short. I appreciate the opportunity to speak a bit about how we make contact and build trust with our new members. UPHP is a managed care and provider service organization based in Marquette um, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The health plan manages the care of nearly 50,000 Upper Peninsula residents, approximately 4,200 of whom are duly eligible beneficiaries. UPHP employs 22 case managers to work with this population, with each duly eligible, eligible member assigned their own care manager. Care managers assist with service provision and navigation across the continuum of the healthcare system, and they also ensure that members understand their benefits. Next slide, please. Uh, like I said, Marquette is located in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. The Upper Peninsula, otherwise known in Michigan as the UP, is unique in that all 15 counties located in the peninsula comprise one-third of Michigan's landmass, but only 3% of Michigan's population lives here. The Upper Peninsula is six hours across, end-to-end -end by car, and is bounded on three sides by water. Lake Superior is to the north of us, on the east is St. Mary's River, on the south by Lake Michigan and Lake Huron, and on the west we're attached to Wisconsin. Much of the land is undeveloped with 90% of the western UP covered by dense forest. It's very beautiful up here, but this high concentration of forested land inhibits cell service and service provision. Next slide, please. Uh, UPHP uses the philosophy of person-centeredness when it comes to member engagement. UPHP believes person-centered care is essential to serving duly eligible members. A kind of canned definition of person-centered is supports and services designed and delivered in the highest quality setting possible that provides the least amount of restriction and the maximum amount of independence and control. UPHP achieves this by seeing the person rather than a client or diagnosis. We focus on assisting the member in maximizing or maintaining their independence by having an open discussion about goals that are important to them. For instance, a member may be experiencing food or housing instability, and addressing social determinants of health first often becomes the gateway to building trust, which then allows us to work on health goals with better health outcomes to be the focus. We also assist individuals in maintaining their community connections. Often this is fleshed out by discussing with the member their dreams, goals, and desires. Um, like, like Terry had mentioned before, we meet the individual where they are with regards to goal development. Um, we identify what goal is most important for them to start working on um, so that we're better able to kind of get our foot in the door and, and build some of that trust. Recognizing the individual's cultural background is also important. For instance, UP residents are often very stoic and will not often feel an acute need to address symptoms until it's at a critical level. 
by offering a level of understanding as well as education about the member's chronic health condition, always keeping in mind the health literacy of the member, UPHP's case managers begin a process that is meaningful, collaborative, and involves an ongoing commitment to the whole person. Next slide, please. Um, some challenges to member engagement um, can be varied. They include incorrect or missing contact information. Oftentimes the contact information UPHP receives from state files when a member comes on plan with us is no longer accurate or it's not available. In addition to this, members may be mistrustful of unsolicited contacts and unfamiliar telephone numbers. And there's always the challenge of spotty cell phone service, or the member may have limited minutes on their plan, um, phone plan. Ongoing challenges to member engagement um, include engaging members in follow-up care, particularly after care transitions. And I'll get more into more detail about UPHP's transition of care process in a later slide. And there's always a bit of skepticism or mistrust of a new insurance plan. Next slide, please. Some promising practices in making initial contact that UPHP employs is making at least five outreach attempts to all duly eligible members within 45 days of enrollment. These attempts are made by phone to contact members during different times of the day over multiple days with some call attempts made outside of normal work hours. Our care managers have noticed too that attempts are more successful in the beginning of the month as members may have more minutes left on their phone plan. If the member is unable to be reached, a note is made in the case management system, and those folks are grouped under passive case management, and then follow-ups are scheduled for those people for claims reviews in an attempt to glean any additional contact information in the future. Again, contact information may not always be accurate. In addition, some members are transient or homeless and often change phone numbers and residences um, often, which is an additional challenge. When phone numbers are inaccurate or the member is difficult to reach, UPHP care managers will use claims data to identify primary care provider offices, which may be useful in obtaining current member contacts. We also look to the Department of Health and Human Services, pharmacy, the prepaid inpatient health plan, um, and use those as other sources to find a current phone number or contact information. Um, just recently, UPHP reached a previously unable to reach member doing, during a routine claims review in which it was discovered the member had recently had an eye exam. The case manager noticed this during the claims review and reached out to the eye care provider, and that eye care provider was able to provide a current and working phone number for the member, and our outreach with that member was successful. Next slide, please. Um, UPHP initially used an outside vendor for initial outreach for our duals eligible population. However, we found members would not always answer unsolicited calls from an unknown out of area phone number. Um, many members were distrustful of a phone call coming from a non-local area code. Attempts to establish contact with members were more successful when the call came from UPHP. One advantage we have in the UP is that the entire Upper Peninsula has only one area code, so the population will identify that area code as local and hometown and one in which people can trust more readily. 
when we started making those phone calls internally, we saw a much better level of connection than we did initially. Next slide, please. Uh, phone contact can also be difficult when members have limited minutes, like I mentioned before. So to reach members through other means, the care manager will send an unable to reach letter to the home address we have on file. Um, that letter requests contact and explains the enrollment in the health plan and also provides information on how to contact their case manager. The care manager also includes a business card with each letter as an additional, additional form of contact information. The care manager will also mail a letter to the primary care provider we have on file. Um, this letter indicates that their patient is a UPHP member and that their care manager is trying to contact them. The case manager will also monitor claims um, to identify members with high ER utilization, and they also use ADT feeds that inform the case manager of recent um, emergency room visits and hospitalizations. Um, this can also be successful in member contact and follow-up. Next slide, please. Um, so promising practices also include UPHP's Transition of Care Program. Um, this Transition of Care Program provides members support prior to during and after transitions between care settings and between different providers of the same service. UPHP's transition of care process regarding member contact when a member is hospitalized will often prove successful in member contact and engagement. Staff providing transition of care services inform the member of his or her right to live in the most integrated setting. They'll inform the member of the availability of services necessary to support his or her choices. Um, and those often include home and community-based options, um, as well as other settings considered by the member. This process also serves to identify any barriers or needs the member may have. Uh, UPHP staff, in coordination with the provider discharge planning staff, uh, help members make informed choices about their transitions and preferences for care after discharge. This sometimes will involve a case manager visiting the member in the hospital to perform assessments and identify needs. UPHP has established relationships with local hospitals and other providers to facilitate, facilitate this coordination of the transition. Uh, UPHP feels strongly that case coordination that begins before discharge in these situations ensures members can access services they need and have continuous engagement and communication throughout the transition and their recovery. Beginning engagement with the member before discharge is critical, as communication may become difficult after discharge. The goal here is to educate the member about additional services that may be available to them and to set up in-home assessments as agreed upon by the member and to ensure service provision. Case managers also use this time to review discharge instructions to ensure barriers to follow-up appointments or medication issues are addressed. Next slide, please. During home visits, case managers identify additional unmet needs and work to connect members with community resources. Some of those resources can include food assistance, heating assistance, home weatherization, transportation, literacy barriers, and housing assistance. 
showing a genuine interest in the member and demonstrating plan benefits available to help them helps members feel more comfortable with the home visit. In addition, UPHP ensures that members can call their case managers directly and that typically if the member has to leave a voice message, the, case, the care manager will most often call back the same day if possible. Our members have commented that they appreciate this ease in connecting with their case manager and it goes a long way in building trust as well. Prior to a home visit, the case manager has a discussion with the member regarding their preference for who should be involved in their meeting or in service provision. Um, this is the framework in which an integrated care team is developed with the member and it's important in helping the member become comfortable, comfortable during the assessment process. UPHP also involves and contracts with the Area Agency on Aging. We also are in close contact with community action agencies and other familiar organizations in the community, ones in which members easily identify as trusted entities. Slide, please. Next slide, please. An additional challenge in working with dual eligible members is when a member is homeless. Um, UPHP does identify members who may be homeless through case manager assessment as well as referrals from other agencies. Sometimes our state eligibility files will identify a member as homeless. Again, we partner with the Area Agency on Aging and other community organizations to connect members who are homeless to housing and other resources. Some of those organizations might include local churches, homeless shelters, and warming centers that provide meals. And just to provide a snapshot of the homeless demographic in our area, I found um, a little bit of information. In 2017, the Housing and Urban Development Report indicated 84 people in Marquette County, which is the largest county in the UP, as living in places like a shelter, transition home, or directly on the streets. However, local shelters show different numbers. For instance, the warming shelter located in Marquette sees approximately 20 to 25 people a day. And the number of homeless could be much larger considering those living in cars or couch surfing. Statistics from the local police department in Marquette alone indicated officers responded to 400 calls regarding homeless incidents in 2015 and 16 combined. In the first six months of 2017, police responded to 369 such calls. So the problem continu continues to grow within our region. Next slide, please. To establish a community presence and build trust with members, UPHP has a presence um, with their contract with the Area Agency on Aging in all 15 counties in the Upper Peninsula. And UPHP relies on um, the Area Agency on Aging and their knowledge of their specific local areas and ability to meet with members face-to-face -face in their homes. We also host office hours in community mental health agencies by placing a case manager in those agencies for face-to-face -face communication opportunities with members. This goes a long way in facilitating care coordination between physical health and mental health as the UPHP care manager often works closely with the behavioral health care manager in these instances. UPHP also sponsors community projects and participates in community service activities 
and events to build relationships. Some of those things are Toys for Tots, the Canathon Food Drive, and homeless shelter fundraisers. UPHP also sponsors several projects throughout the community, such as the National Drug Enforcement Agency Medication Take Back Day, a night out for the Women's Center, which benefits survivors of sexual and domestic violence, and the National Alliance on Mental Illness Walk, which helps raise awareness of mental illness and raises funds for people in need of mental health services. Next slide, please. Another feature of the UP Health Plan is its transportation program. Transportation is a challenge almost everywhere, but significantly so in rural areas. Because of this, UPHP has an entire department dedicated to providing transportation for its membership for medical care. For members and their caregivers providing their own transportation, UPHP provides an option for transportation reimbursement. This reimbursement could include mileage, and sometimes our folks need to travel quite a ways away. So if there's an overnight trip, UPHP will help assist with um, differing hotel costs and food costs. UPHP provides transportation also through a pool of local volunteer drivers. And these drivers are recruited through advertising in local newspapers and on social media. UPHP also offers several avenues to request transportation to make it a little bit easier for membership. So members can ask their case manager directly. They can also go to UPHP's website and fill out a form online, or they can call our transportation department directly. UPHP is proud of its transportation program, and we're often able to accommodate almost all requests given our five-day advance notice rule for non-emergent transportation needs. Next slide, please. Um, this is just a brief case study, just um, kind of outlining uh, our attempts at contact for somebody who is hard to reach and the resolution. This is someone who is 60 years old and duly eligible. Um, she was very difficult to get a hold of in 2016. She would isolate herself a lot from public um, and from interacting with in her community. In 2017, she was hospitalized and due to our trans, uh, transition of care efforts, the care manager was able to make contact with her. Through this contact, the case manager was able to educate the member, set up services and assessments so her needs could be met better. Um, the member and the case manager built rapport through ongoing phone contact. Um, she then had an event where she needed additional wound care and she was unable to be reached again. But because we had a strong relationship with our AAA, that case manager was familiar enough with the member to know that she frequented a dumpster that she used to like to sit by. So that case manager found her there, um, had a talk with her right there outside by the dumpster, identified some additional needs and services, and those services were able to be put in place. Um, just after that contact, this member had all of her needs met. She has had no hospitalization since 2017, and her last ER usage was in April of 2018. Um, so it was through this trust that she had previously established with EPHP, um, we were able to reconnect with her again, and to date she is medically stable and responsive to our outreach calls. 
Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated and coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about the current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.